you buy. Redapt. Accelerate your utilization of cloud. Learn more at redapt.com. ProLiance Surgeons, providing convenient same-day surgery and individualized care. ProLiance Surgeons is the hospital alternative. Washington's Lottery. Play $5 Hit 5 from Washington's Lottery and get a chance to sign a one-day contract with Sounders FC. The Sounders FC post-match show starts now. Seconds away from a point in Los Angeles. It was so close, but heartbreak strikes in the 93rd minute when Laurent Simon for LAFC scores the game winner. Simon steps, big drive! Oh! Through the hands of Stefan Fry into the back of the net. It must have knuckled. The crowd goes nuts. And late into stoppage time, LAFC looked to have the winner. 1-0 the final score, LAFC over your Seattle Sounders. Welcome to the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders Sports Radio 950 KJR. Pete, uh, Pete Fewing, Seattle University head coach, Wade Weber, S2 assistant coach, Jackson Feltz here for you for the postgame show for the next half hour here on Sports Radio KJR. Uh, Pete, in a word, heartbreak. Yes, gutted. It's, uh, Stephen Fry is so good. He's got great hands. Yeah. These balls, you know, you talk to Casey Keller about these balls. They move, right? They And, and it's not that these MLS balls and the balls around the world are not made for goalkeepers. They are made for goal scorers. Right. And so that ball uh, just went a little different direction. Simone hit it very well. And it's a, and Fry has saved this team so many times and a few times throughout this game. He had great hands. Uh, this is one that, you know, he's, he will, st- in the locker room, he'll walk around and apologize to everybody uh, on that one. It's a, it's a great strike. And, you know, sometimes it wasn't anything clever. He smashed it, and that and it's on frame, and it, make, it forces the keeper to make a save. And unfortunately, Stefan didn't get that one tonight. That's an example of how every minute matters. If yeah. that if that yeah. happened in the first minute, and then Seattle missed some of the decent chances and half chances they had throughout the rest of the game, you'd still look at it, but wouldn't feel the same because they, you know they have ninety minutes to get that goal back. Right. When they're seconds away from from being three unbeaten, three games in a row, that that's why it it feels so tough. Um, you know, the, the, the story for me remains the, just the lack of precision and execution in the box. I felt tonight they, they owned the ball for, I know statistically they had it for more than half the game. They had it in dangerous areas. They got it in both left and right and in the central channel, uh, inside, outside the box. But, um, you know, I can't think of a big save Tyler Miller made. Um, but the little scrambles and, and things that came seemed as if the Sounders wanted an extra touch when, Either they didn't need them or couldn't afford to take them. And those times you you control the ball as it comes to you rather than just shooting it first time, the window closes. You know, that little gap that you could put the ball in closes. And that's a sign of a team right now that's that's not confident shooting. And Pete, you you scored a few goals in your life, right? And few. and yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and there's something about that, you yes. know, with the, yeah. when you're feeling it, when you're feeling good. The ball comes to your feet, you don't even hesitate. You just smack it first time and nobody can react. And Unfortunately, that you know everyone's going to look at at Stephen Fry. I I remember the one v one save he made earlier in the half. Right, right. That kept it nil nil. And how good he was in traffic, clean hands on any of the restarts. Yeah, that yeah. This is yeah. it's it's unfortunate uh, that that it happened when it did. Um, and he'll certainly hold his hand up. I think uh, Matt Johnson said on the broadcast he'll he'll answer questions to, to the media. He doesn't duck things. He's a solid pro. Nine hundred ninety nine yeah. out of a thousand times he he makes that without any problems whatsoever. And that's that's where the disappointment comes in because this just happened to be that a thousandth time. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. The other one too is uh, the the foul prior. We talked about restarts at halftime. Yeah. 
that it can come down to a restart. And unfortunately, it, uh, it looked a bit of a soft foul, but it's still a foul. Referee still calls mm-hmm. it right. And so not giving up fouls uh, late in the game around the edge of the box is very important as well. This These games come down to nanoseconds and singular plays. Uh, so it, it, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just too bad. And, and I agree with Wade, you know, you never know if Seattle puts a chance away early in the game, it may never get to this point because then the, the momentum changes, there's a shift. So it's very unfortunate. You, you gutted for the, it's great for LA, right? It's great for LAFC to win their home opener in their new stadium. That's good for their club and all that. We don't care that much about that. It's uh, It was a tough one for the Sounders tonight. Danny Siasio, who works with the Sounders Digital, he, he tweeted afterwards that, that uh, rolled, Christian rolled on, immediately went to Steph after the final whistle, and the whole team joined him in embracing Steph, uh, and then the full squad approached uh, the corner to clap to the visiting support. So, I mean, for, for this team, it, it's an element of, of supporting each other, especially in Steph, in, in these tough moments. And then Yeah, Tyler the Miller was there, great. too, and so was Charlie Lyon, the, the backup goalkeeper for LAFC. So... Uh, all that says is it's so unusual they're supporting yeah. the guy. But, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, so, listen, you guys talked about how there was a lot of chances. I think it's important that the, the, the last moment of that of that match, you know, being being Simon's free kick, is going to be definitely a point that's remembered. But going through this match, the Sounders had a lot of great chances. I mean, this was, this was a match they dominated for that first half in terms of the way we were talking about the numbers, just in all those different categories. They were dominating LA, LAFC in all of them. And it seemed like it was, a goal was coming. LAFC comes out with a pretty nice start of the second half, but a goal felt like it was there for Seattle to get a number of times. Yeah, you look at the final stats. There was only one stat, as we all know, that, that matters. Yeah. That's, and, and for decades, centuries even, well, century, uh, it's, the game isn't that old. Uh, but but for, for certainly a century, the, the, that was only one statistic that was kept in, in soccer. And literally only one. And it was how many goals were scored. They didn't, the assist was made up by Americans in the 1970s. Uh, it was it's since exported around the world. Um, and and uh, when you look at the stats, uh, 13 shots for Seattle, 14 for L.A., but Seattle had six on target, L.A. had only four. And, you know, typically you outshoot your opponent. Um, they had uh, roughly equal uh, possession of the ball. It's just like in terms of the eye test, uh, Seattle did not deserve to lose this game. Right. You could say that about the opening game. But listen – Guys, the bottom line, Seattle had four losses on the season. Am I right? Yes, four on the yeah. season. They are uh, two and four. No, one, two, three, four. One, yeah. one, one four, four, and one. Yeah, there you go. Every loss, they've been shut out, right? When they score, they don't get shut out. If they score in this, in, in this game, um, uh, they're, they're not going to lose. I, I guarantee you that. The L.A., we're not getting two goals. Um, they've got to find a way. That Obviously, I know the team is working on it tirelessly, and there are people missing from the attack. What would Victor Rodriguez have done? Would yeah. you like to have had Jordan Morris in a counterattack? Of course you would, but we didn't have him. And, and the people they have are going to have to solve some of this problem. So, you know, the problem of being almost men, that's what has to be resolved. Um, ah, that was so close. Nice try. <laughs> that, uh, this is pro soccer. There's, right. uh, well, what did Yoda say? <laughs> there is no try. There's do or not do, right? Score or don't score. You're not trying to score. We we need goals, and um, the team knows that. And it's it's the hardest thing to 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 do statistically in sports is to get a goal. So you know, um, I know the coaching staff. You know Schmetz so well, and um, they're they'll lose sleep over it. 
they, oh, they will not sleep yeah. well and they'll be looking for solutions and those solutions exist there in the team. It's about finding them and nurturing them and helping them to, the, the team develop to a point where they feel confident enough. Yeah, leadership uh, of the guys. The thing that we've seen in, since 2009 with this team is that they have been able to overcome, fight their way back, get back to a rhythm. And right now they're going through a tough time where they're uh, dealing with, you know, not the exact lineup that they would like on the field. They're, they've had some uh, games where they've had to put a, a roster out that isn't exactly what they would like to put out because of CONCACAF. And so uh, it's tough. You think about the whole week coming now. And uh, I was at training on Friday, and there was a good mood and a good energy, but this weighs heavy. Wade's right. They won't sleep. It's not and, – and players won't sleep. Ozzy will be distraught. I've seen mm-hmm. Ozzy after games like this. He'll be distraught about – Especially not, the fact that he was not on the pitch when it happened. I mean, he wasn't – Sure. Yeah, that'll yeah, hurt him more. Yeah. So they've got work to do. They've got to roll their sleeves up. There's. Uh, it's not like they are not going to – have another game against Columbus on next Saturday. They are going to have a game, and they're going to have to rally and, and find, fight their way back. But it is one of those things where it's sort of a uh, uh, a call to, hey, players win, right, and players lose. Coaches do their part for sure. But the, the veteran players on this team who have had great success uh, really have to rally their, their teammates. And for those pressing the panic button, I would remind everyone there are 28 games <laughs> remaining. Right. That sounds and, better. Yeah. And and guy and people will get healthy, and you only got to yep. finish in the top six to make the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. The you know on the point of of what the solution has to come from in house, we're just over fifty hours away from the transfer deadline closing right now. So I mean, really, we're looking at it. And Victor Rodriguez not in the eighteen, getting him back will be important. You look at the rest of the injury report we had today. It was Waylon Francis was out of Chad Marshall. Obviously, we talked about how that affects the the, the back four. We'll talk about the performances of Kim Kihi and Gustav Svensson coming up in the next segment here on the postgame show. Uh, but in the sense of in the attack, you got to figure this out b- before the summer deadline. Cause I, and maybe Gustav, sorry, maybe Victor Rodriguez is the answer. Maybe when he gets back in there and he gets back on those wings, then everything gets solved and you know everything is happy, good, and, and they're scoring just fine. But the answer is, it does have to come. I mean, it could potentially not, but the answer will have to come from one of these positions. So a lot to continue discussing here on the Sounders FC postgame show. Uh, Sounders fall one nothing in LA to LAFC expansion LAFC. Today, LAFC goes to 5-2, and two, which I believe we were talking about is the best start for an expansion club in MLS history now. Uh, so congrats to them for that, uh, jumping over Seattle's mark. Uh, but the Seattle does fall. It's a 93rd-minute free kick by Laurent Simon. Uh, he puts it past Stefan Fry in added time of the second half. It's just a heartbreaking loss for the Seattle Sounders today in L.A., uh, they now sit 1-4-1 one, and one on the season. So we'll look ahead in our final segment here of the postgame show on what comes next. It's a busy couple weeks for Seattle. We'll talk about that. Uh, but coming up next, uh, we'll go over the Alcatel play of the match uh, and look at uh, some, of the, some of the good things to take from this match. Uh, we had a, it was a center back pairing, Gustav Svensson and Kim Ki-hee. That was not what any, many, many people anticipated walking into this match, uh, but we'll talk about how they did, uh, as well as the other performances out there on the pitch. That's coming up next on the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. I'm loving this coffee, and while I'm enjoying every sip, I can save tons by downloading. Hey, Laurent Simone, strike in the 93rd minute for LAFC gives... Los Angeles, the winner tonight. It's a one nothing final over your Seattle Sounders in L.A. Welcome back to the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, 
Sports Radio 950 KJR. Jackson Feltz alongside Seattle University head coach Pete Fewing and S2 assistant coach Wade Weber. It's, it was a heartbreaking loss for Seattle. We talked about in that opening segment of the postgame show. Seattle now falls to 1-4-1. and one. Close seconds away, Wade, from being uh, from being undefeated in your last three games and in in getting a draw in a tough place to play. But this team just, uh, for, for a number of reasons, couldn't pull... Didn't pull the point out tonight. Yeah, I, I would. Um... I would hope that. Yeah, I, I, it is not me. It's not me. There is no button to push <laughs> there. Um, uh, but it's not just about that. I mean, I, I, at some point, you you know, you can. There's a grieving process, right, Pete? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to use my counselor voice. Um, but there, I need this right now. So yeah, thank you. yeah. That that you you can't. You know, it's done. The game is done, and those points yeah. are gone. And there's still a whole lot of points to earn this year. And it, it's about okay, what can we build on? You know, uh, they've the the they got a point on the road at um, Sporting, which is not an easy place to play. They were top of the yep. top of the West when they went there. Um, this uh, amazing atmosphere, environment, all of that down in L.A. and the circum pomp and circumstance or what the circus surrounding mm-hmm. a Los Angeles premiere, right? The Hollywood town and all that. Um, they survived that, and, and it came down to a moment at the end, and they didn't get any points. But I thought there were positives. I, um, oh yeah, yeah. Kim Ki Hee's performance was was good. Uh, looked like he was subbed for uh, physical reasons, not that he was injured, but he has yet to play. He hasn't played ninety minutes, and he hasn't played in a long time. Was fading. I think the same thing for Ozzy, probably. Um, uh, and so you know, those two came out of it injury free. But Kim Ki Hee was good. Pete, I thought Seattle University's product, your uh, your recent um, uh, player Alex Roldan, was again um, a solid MLS player. Uh, yes, no goals, no assists, uh, but the defensive work, um, toughness, confidence going forward. You say, okay, you can. That's another start, another good thing to check off. So, um, and and uh, I, I think Gustav, again, <laughs> the goose. Uh, it doesn't matter where you put him. Maybe the answer is to put Goose up front because he seems to be able to do everything. Well, he had one opportunity uh, late in the second half that made something of of not much. So I thought Gustav was really good as well. You know, you, you said something that spurs a thought. You uh, used your counselor voice. You know, that you're grieving, right? But there's stages. There's seven stages of grieving, right? And one of them's anger, right? And I think for the players, I think there has to be a, a spot where they've given up some losses that are not characteristic of the history of this club. And for many of those players that are in that locker room. And I think this is one of those moments where players need to gather themselves and and uh, and I don't want to say take blame. I want to say take ownership for the next steps. Columbus coming into town is a very good team. Uh, they're 4-3-2. and two. They've got some talent on their roster. And so I think it's one of those times where the team collectively has to come together with the experience of this squad and say, hey, no more. We're not losing anymore. We're not giving up fouls. We're putting our chances away. We're getting shutouts, you know, all that stuff. It has to come from the leadership within the club. And I I, I think that's uh, – Brian will certainly take the blame for it. So will the other coaches. But I think at the end of the day, where this team will make a turn for the positive, where it will right itself is when the players come together and say, no more, we've had enough. Well, let's get back to the positives here in a moment. The seven stages of grief here. We have we have shock and denial. We have pain and guilt. Anger and bargaining, and I, I'm probably yeah, in, I'm probably in the bargaining phase of okay. Well, if we win that one and we get a point out of that one, then it yeah. all equals out. Uh, then there's uh, depression, reflection, reflection, loneliness. Then there's the upward turn, 
By we the way, could... it's not in that order necessarily because some of those come before. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, it thanks, is in that thanks order, to Google think... for for turning yeah. me around. The Google is turning me wrong, and then you yeah. have reconstruction, working through it, and acceptance and hope. So if I'm halfway through, then hopefully by the end of this show, I'll, I'll be. <laughs> let's get to the positives though. Let's 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 do because I think there are. You mentioned Kim Ki uh, Gustav Svensson. That center back pairing was was great today. Uh, Pete Alex Roldan, your your guy from Seattle University. This is his third consecutive start, and I think what we saw tonight. Well, it was at least in the last game, the win over Minnesota. It, it was it, we kind of were looking for reasonings of okay, what are they doing with Dempsey and the strategy involved there. I think tonight it became clear that he most definitely deserves a starting spot on this team right now because he's played fantastic for three games straight. Yeah, he's working his way in. I the word I would use is progress. He's comfortable. Wade said it. You know, he he's comfortable on the attack. A lot of times players will not be comfortable taking somebody on or, or playing a ball with the outside of their right foot, bending it into space, whatever it is. Uh, you know, a little bit more of a tricky play. He was good in tight spaces offensively. And then defensively, you know, he, uh, there was one where he felt he should have got, got the call, didn't, ran it down, and, and uh, got stuck in on a tackle. And, and then he did it again. And this is late in the game. We saw this with Christian Roldan. Remember one of Christian's first starts, and he had run his guts out. And at the end of the game, he made an 80-yard tracking back run, and we all said, look at that. Mm -hmm. That is fun. Those characteristics are going to help him. And I think we're starting to see a little bit of that with, with Alex as well, and and uh, I'm happy for him. It's it's really fun to see him be out there and to get the trust from his teammates. And and he's Wade said it, you know, he's he looks like a solid MLS player. Yeah. And that's offensively, defensively, and mentally. Yeah, and don't forget Christian, his first year, you know, we've said this before, was kind of thrown to the wolves. They had such injuries uh, yeah. that season. And and there were some games he looked great, uh, other games not so much. He wasn't always playing in a in a position that, that suited him. He was playing in positions where they sort of needed help. Um, emergency left back in the playoffs against Dallas and didn't do especially well. So you're, you're at the end of that season, everyone was saying, oh, it was great. You know, one of the positives was that Roldan got to sort of, he got his feet wet in in a lot of ways played more minutes than maybe he should have played. Uh, he really took a big leap that second year. I, th I think Alex has done every bit as well as Christian did that year. And, um, and he might, he, he's not really a wing. I mean, I don't think he'll be an MLS wing. Um, so it's just good to know that you have that kind of depth. If Victor Rodriguez is healthy and Jordan Morris is healthy, uh, I don't think Alex is going to get the time that he's getting this right. year, but due to the injuries and suspensions they've had, um, that could be a benefit uh, down the road. Doesn't help the team right now. You know, so you talk about the, the lemonade that I'm trying to make from the lemons. Um, uh, but it, trust me, this is one of those things that you'll look back on at the end of the year. If if Roldan gets a run of a half a dozen games now and then drops in for a few more later and then a few more later, you know, we're talking about a player who will be better for it next year and in years after. He's taken advantage of his opportunity, isn't yeah. he, Wade? We've yep. Seattle has seen a lot of young guys come in, get a chance. Uh, and not take advantage of it, and and you can feel it with the coaching staff's confidence in a player, and you can feel it with the the players themselves having confidence with a new kid, and the new kid has done quite well, and it, it was great uh, to see a during during the broadcast on television, we saw Anna, his uh, their mother, yeah. and and Caesar Senior, uh, both wearing one. Anna was wearing a Seattle U hat, and. Caesar was wearing a Seattle U coat. Anna had a Husky scarf on. And some free and promotion C right yeah, there. And, and Caesar had a Husky hat on. <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's it's a good story. It's nice to see a good family and 
and their kids doing well. I think it would have cost Seattle University a little a little more cash to actually get the ad that you know went on. <laughs> that's that's, that, that's yeah. really good. We're gonna make a jumpsuit for him. It's gonna be great. Maybe it's half. I'll call, I'll call Jamie over at the Devon. Half purple and gold and half. Red You're listening and white. to the Sounders FC postgame show. LAFC defeats the Seattle Sounders one nothing today in LA. Uh, last thing we'll touch on from this game before we move on and look at what's next for the Sounders uh, is the play of the match. So it's time for tonight's Alcatel play of the match. Uh, it was Stefan Fry early in the second half keeping this match scoreless. Looking for Ladero, gives it up. All of a sudden, Rossi on the move on the left-hand side. Rossi looking for Arena. Big save by Stephen Fry. Pounded off of Rossi from Kim. And Kim gives that ball up, and LAFC were on the go. Today's play of the match is presented by Alcatel, the official smartphone partner of Seattle Sounders FC. Stephen Fry came off his line there, made a great save to keep that scoreless. But LAFC does get one in the 93rd minute. It's Laurent Simon. Uh, his free kick in added time of the second half gets past Stephen Fry. LAFC takes their home opener uh, of their of their entire uh, time being a franchise. This was their first game in their new $350 million stadium, and they capture this one one nothing over the Seattle Sounders. All right, coming up next on the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Sounders, uh, we are going to look at what's next for Seattle. They got a busy couple weeks coming up here, uh, three matches in an eight-day span. That's coming up, so we're going to look ahead to the next match, which is next Saturday against Columbus. You'll hear about that next on the Sounders FC postgame show. I'm loving this coffee, and while I'm enjoying every sip, I can save tons by downloading. Seattle Sounders fall 1-0 in L.A. to LAFC this evening. Welcome back to the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders. Sports Radio 950 KJR. Jackson Feltz here back in the Seattle Carter Volkswagen Studios here at KJR alongside Seattle University head coach Pete Fewing and S2 assistant coach Wade Weber. Seattle Falls 1-0 in L.A. Uh, Brian Schmetzer giving his press conference right now. Uh, he said uh, on if Stefan Fry addressed the team after after the goal, no, no, he doesn't have to. He saved us a lot more times than not. It came up a few few big times today, but uh, ultimately Laurent Simon puts it past at the end. Uh, that is what happened today. Uh, it's Now it's time to look at what's next for the Seattle Sounders, brought to you by Bill Corms. Puyallup Nissan, easy, like a Sunday morning. So looking ahead for the Seattle Sounders, they got a, stre a really tough stretch here coming up this next week. Uh, I should say after this next week, so the next week. Uh, they got Columbus on Saturday, Cinco de Mayo uh, at home, 1 o'clock kick. Uh, we'll have that right here for you on KJR, as we will we every single game this season. Uh, and then Wednesday on the 9th, they're going to Toronto uh, FC, so right back to the place where they lost MLS Cup last year. And then on Sunday the 13th, it's at Portland. So you have a eight-day stretch there where it's Columbus at home, at Toronto, at Portland. It starts with Columbus, so that's what we're going to talk about first. But this is a a tough stretch that they got to prepare for. And if, if they're trying to get right back on it after this heartbreaking loss, that's how you do it. Just game, game, game. Yeah, you, and you probably want the first game to be on Wednesday. That They wouldn't mind it yeah. being tomorrow. That's right. You know, <laughs> um, it, it, it's rough. And, you you know, you don't you, – no one would choose this. Um, you know, no one would choose to go through hard times. They they happen, and they test you. They test your um, your resolve, your your commitment. Yeah, they they test your planning. And uh, I I know the preparation this team's undergone physically is is good enough. They do have some injuries, uh, but they're fit enough to be able to play this three games in nine days, eight days, whatever it is. That that won't be the issue. Um, and I also love the fact that they're big games. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the motivation, you will not need to motivate anyone to play at Toronto. No, <laughs> right? no, no way. Uh, re- re- returning to the scene of the crime, so to speak, and then going down to Portland, you know, it's that's something special always. So I, it's, it's, I think it's great that it's that Columbus, however, is first, and they have to, you know, jump back on the horse, Cinco de Mayo, Pete. Yeah, Zardis has uh, sort of rekindled his career. Uh, Ziggy d- didn't really have a spot for him at L.A. Galaxy, put him in a couple of different positions. Greg Burkholz is, uh, I think, a terrific coach, a player's coach. Uh, Jesse Zardis has five goals for him. Iguain is, uh, if you remember, he's just a cunning player. He's smart. He's good on restarts. Yeah. He's good on quick restarts. He's not afraid to try to cheat uh, when the goalkeeper is not looking. He'll try to swing in a corner kick to the near post. So they, uh, you know, they're four, three, and two, and and so they're coming in uh, in a comfortable position right now um, in the East. They're about fourth or fifth. So, uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, Seattle. It, it's really one of those games, Wade, where you're you are going to play another team. They are going to wear different uniforms and all that. But you're really playing against yourself to get your squad right to to right your ship. Uh, you are correct. They'd much rather play on Wednesday, but they need this week. They need this week to go through that process and get themselves back on track. So it's great they're home, and then uh, and then it's yeah going back to a very. Uh, it, the Toronto team is really struggling, right? So they have the big hangover from the MLS uh, Cup final, and then going to Portland. And when you go to Portland, it's such a fun atmosphere there that that uh, you don't need much to get yourself hyped up for that one. Yeah, looking at Columbus here, they had a great start to the year. They they started off with a two nothing win over Toronto, who who as you mentioned, Pete, are just right now just don't know what the heck they're doing. They gave up a ninety third minute equalizer. Uh, we'll talk about uh, the scores of the week here momentarily. Three uh, two over Montreal uh, in their fourth game. They got a three one win over DC United. They started three zero and one. They lost to Vancouver, lost to Chicago, lost to DC United, uh, and then and then draw versus New England. Uh, they finally got a win just yesterday over San Jose. But this is a Columbus team that it, it, it's been a little bit up and down right now. So it, it's kind of a question of will the will the real Columbus crew please stand up. And let's not forget, I know uh, Sounders fans, ECS fans in particular, um, know all about the crew to Austin stuff. Right, yeah. There's this sub-story that's going to go, all, it's going to play out all season. Anthony Precourt, the ownership group there in Columbus, have made, have made it clear their intention is to move to Austin at the end of the year, I think. I think it's 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 happening now. This might be their, their last season. And, uh, you know, if, if you're a crew fan, us Sonic fans, yeah, <laughs> not that long ago. Remember that story of the owner that kind of pulls the team and takes them somewhere else, and it's um, it's painful. So I actually think there'll be some like uh, some support for for the crew. Oh, definitely in in the stands, CenturyLink. That you know, not for the for the for the players or the team as they play, but for the franchise and the fact that they're an original franchise with the first soccer specific stadium in America, and and you you have them being moved. And the idea, of course, is if it can happen to them, it can happen to everyone. Mm-hmm. I, I would argue that Columbus crew have not kept up with the Joneses, so to speak, right. in terms of everything else. Well, that's a sign for MLS too, isn't it? Yeah. As this league is now past 20 years, uh, it, it took a long time. You know, when people criticize where MLS was, you look at the NFL, the AFL, the ABA and the NBA, have an emerge, get it sorted out, find the franchise, the, the cities that will back a franchise. So, yeah, the, the the Los Angeles Lakers. There's not a lot of lakes in Los Angeles. My 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 dad as a kid supported the the Minneapolis Lakers, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, so exactly. it's it's part of American culture. It is. Right. It's part of our sport history. It's just not 
something that MLS has experienced too much. But San Jose Earthquakes moved to Houston. Yeah. And just changed their name. Right. So it right. It's happens. The op- it's the opposite end of the spectrum of what we saw today, right? We saw right. LAFC put on a great home opener spectacle. Uh, Columbus has not kept up with that side of it, so they're going to try to reboot and go somewhere else. Uh, Kansas City, Sporting Kansas City did a great job of uh, re-identifying themselves from the Kansas City Wizards, uh, moving from Arrowhead Stadium to their new facility, which is fantastic. And so, yeah, it's, When it's, you're behind the wheel, phone it. calls and text messages. Just right. a public service Sorry, announcement. I can change everyone. my voice as well as <laughs> I think that happened to Danny Jackson last week. Hey, JR. Uh, rattle off a few scores through MLS this week. What happened around the league? Uh, on Friday, Vancouver beat Real Salt Lake 2-0. Uh, yesterday, we're looking at some scores here. Atlanta United 4-1 over Montreal. Toronto, as I mentioned, tied with Chicago 2-2. It was a 93rd-minute cross that came into Alan Gordon, I believe it was. He gets the equalizer there that, that equals Chicago. So Chicago gets a point in Toronto. Uh, Philadelphia over D.C. 3-2. New England over Sporting Kansas City 1-0. Columbus, as I mentioned, over San Jose, 2-1, to their first win in a while. It sets them up here coming to Seattle, coming off of a win. Uh, Minnesota over Houston, 2-1. to New York Red Bulls over the Los Angeles Galaxy, 3-2 to yesterday in the other match in L.A. this weekend. Orlando City over Colorado, 2-1, to that was in Colorado. New York City FC continues to stay hot there at the top of the standings in MLS. They are leading for the Supporter Shield. They win over FC Dallas, 3-1. to and finally, LAFC beats the Seattle Sounders 1-0 on the heartbreaking uh, extra added time goal in the second half by Laurent Simon. It's his free kick that gets past Stefan Fry. 999 times out of 1,000, Stefan Fry makes that save, no problem. But that's what's so heartbreaking. It is the one time. Uh, so we'll continue to break down this match as well as look ahead to Columbus on Sounders Weekly uh, this Tuesday at 7. You'll hear from General Manager Garth Loggerway as well here about 7.25 that evening. Uh, Pete Fewing, Wade, uh, Wade Weber, thanks for being in here. Final thoughts on, on tonight and looking forward? Well, you got to move forward. This one guts him. I, I always, you hear me say this a lot. I think about the locker room. I think about the plane ride home. It's going to be quiet. Uh, there's going to be some real frustration players with themselves for, for not getting their job done um, on the field. That Every player, because mm-hmm. they're good and they're competitive and this is what they're supposed to do, is going to be very critical of themselves. And then, I, I again, I think it's the players who got to come together and say, hey, we have to fix this. This is on us. And everybody's got to recommit, regroup, and get ready for Columbus. Every day brings a, a new opportunity, right? They'll be grieving tonight or whatever you want to call it. But tomorrow morning, there's an opportunity to begin solving some of the problems that they're having, especially in front of goal. Um, they've been good enough defensively to uh, win a, a number of games to have more points than they have. Uh, but they, they've got to start solving that problem, and they're going to get to work. And, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing the fruits of that labor next weekend. Wade Weber, Pete Fewing, thanks so much for being here. Great stuff all evening. Sounders fall one nothing to LAFC in Los Angeles this evening. Uh, for Wade Weber, Pete Fewing, and Nate Nelson on the board, my name is Jackson Fels. Tune in to Sounders Weekly on Tuesday at 7, and the next Sounder broadcast next Saturday, Columbus Crew pregame will start at 12.30, kickoff at 1 for that. Thanks for listening to Sounders FC on Sports Radio 950 KJR. You've been listening to the Sounders FC Soccer post-match coverage on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Sounders FC Soccer is brought to you by Redapt. Accelerate your utilization of cloud. 
Learn more at Redap.com. ProLine Surgeons, providing convenient same-day surgery and individualized care. ProLine Surgeons is the hospital alternative. And by Washington's Lottery. Play $5 Hit 5 from Washington's Lottery and get a chance to sign a one-day contract with Sounders FC. Tune in next time when your Sounders FC take on Columbus Crew. phone calls and text messages can have deadly consequences. It's no accident. Road crashes are preventable. Drivers